The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Boo. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. The Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus past week we had uh, homecoming and it's a really a special occasion. It's taken on a different flair for me now as a chaplain because in college it didn't really mean a whole lot to me. Um, but really what it does is it kind of brings a, an energy to campus, uh, brings an excitement, different activities for the students to do that they normally wouldn't. Um, and it gives alumni a chance to take a walk down memory lane, rekindling some of the memories, um, bringing up some of the uh, fond memories of the past. But Uh, Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you view it, I think when we come to that recognition that things will never be the same as they once were, we're left with this kind of incompleteness. And I, well, maybe sounds like I'm kind of being a Debbie Downer about something that's supposed to be like a good event. I think it's really kind of normal for us in our human condition, this incompleteness. And it'll always be this incompleteness for us Uh, until we make our true homecoming. And for Father Capon, a a servant of God, uh, as the first step in the trajectory to be named a a saint in the church, this priest from our diocese for him and the other prisoners of war that he spent many months with in Korea, they were acutely aware of this incompleteness in their life. And I think for him, he lived his life to provide for that need, that void in the life of others. It was something that he was so good at that he became the basis, his way of operating became the basis for the code of conduct for all prisoners of war for the United States, something that is still being used today. And it was something that was so contagious at the time as well, because as many of you know his story, it was really that which drove the guards to come and to take him away. Because he was doing so much to prepare these men, whether it was for their homecoming here back to the States eventually, or it was their eternal homecoming. And so it allowed him then, when he was being taken away, to say these words to his colleagues, it's okay, don't worry, I'm going to the place where I always wanted to go. How did this man have this extreme confidence? 
I think that same confidence can be ours as well, but we have to live our life as Father Capon and as St. Paul did in our second reading today. We have to compete well. We have to finish the race. And so for us, the starting line is to recognize that very basic fact that left to ourselves, we are incomplete. And Jesus says in the Gospel today, whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So this incompleteness then is this very disposition that we have to live first and foremost as we ourselves enter the temple. Because that disposition was the marked difference between the two people in the gospel today. For the first, the Pharisee, he comes into the temple and if you caught it, it says he prayed to himself. (laughs) The only completeness that he found was when he compared himself to others. And he said, well, at least I'm not like they are. But the second person A tax collector comes into the temple knowing that he is incomplete. And he doesn't compare himself to others, but he puts himself before our Lord. He says, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Asking for God's mercy, he recognized his need to be saved. And for us as Catholic Christians, when we enter the temple, when we enter into the church, when we enter into Mass, We have to enter in, not like that Pharisee, saying, well, at least I'm here, at least I'm better than they are, seeking something to make ourselves feel complete. No, we have to enter in as that tax collector, recognizing our very need to be made complete, recognizing our need to be saved. Our participation, not just the priests, your participation in the Mass is a making yourself present to the very act of Christ's redemption. To recognize your need to be made complete. To make yourselves present, not just to the Last Supper, but to Calvary, where Christ's redemptive work was one for each and every one of us. As we come longing for God's appearance, He makes Himself known in a presence. Not just a conjuring up of a good story from the past, as we would do during homecoming. No, a true homecoming. A making himself completely present to us at this altar. Something that doesn't just prepare us for the life to come, but changes us like it did St. Paul and Father Capon. To live differently. Because this disposition to Mass changes the way we leave Mass. For us to worship well allows us to live well. And when we humble ourselves to make ourselves present to the, in, to the incompleteness that we possess, then we will find we are being made complete. When we participate and are being saved by Christ, we begin living a liturgy. A liturgy that isn't bound to this space. And that's exactly what Father Capon did. Because when he couldn't celebrate Mass, when he couldn't be present at Mass, when he didn't have the supplies, he was restricted in the prisoner of war camp, he lived the Mass. He lived as one in need of being saved and as one of being saved. And it allowed him then, through that, to save others. Taking the effort to pick the lice off other men. To go and to steal food from the guards so that men could make it through the night. To wash the clothes of those who were sick, of the deceased. To heat them back up, dry them, and give them so that they could make it through the night. He lived a liturgical life, allowing others 
to be saved as well. And while we will never pray, God, end in the prisoner of war camp, we can follow his lead, beginning by living the Mass, entering into Mass as we ought, and living it the rest of the week. Because, my brothers and sisters, the Mass is not just a a trip down memory lane. The Mass, as all of our Eucharistic prayers reveal, is in fact a memorial. And in the Jewish understanding, it wasn't just going back It was a making present of the reality of Christ's salvific work for us to save each and every one of our souls and to make us complete, present soon at this altar. And so may we enter into this Mass a a foretaste of our very homecoming as the tax collector, fully aware of our incompleteness, so that the Lord may, as Father Capon did for his men, strengthen us, console us, and complete us. Father Capon didn't just charge his men to live comfortably or to comfort each other. But in his last command to Ralph, one of his colleagues, he said this, You know the prayers. Keep holding the services and don't let them make you stop. Let us uphold his commission to enter into Mass well, to live the Mass well, so that God may complete us and our homecoming now and in eternity.